What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Seminoles Sideline 365. I am KB. The old man, if you're not aware, is coming back, I think, this week. I have to confirm, but I believe he is coming back this week. And you will not want to miss his ramblings, because I'm sure he has a lot to say after a month and a half in Europe. And all, all the stuff he has missed and been texting me about FSU football. He's got a lot to say, folks. So be sure to join us next week for that. But until then, you're stuck with me. And we got a couple of things to talk about. Nothing serious. No more transfer portal guys jumped in. Thankfully, that deadline has passed. We're just still left with grad transfers. But for now, we just got a couple of little news and notes I want to go over. The first thing is, as you can see at the bottom of the screen, Cooper has committed. Uh, Duke Cooper, once he jumped in the portal, I think we talked about a couple of shows ago. I thought he would go north. He he is probably not one of the most talented guys that jumped in from Florida State. Talented or, or experienced guys that's jumped in from Florida State. Once again, not a steadfast starter, but the guy with the most starting experience in terms of rotational defensive backs. Um, and of course, he picked the the place that needed the most help, was going to guarantee them, guarantee him the most playing time this year, and that's uh, with Coach Prime in uh, in Colorado. So he lands there. I don't think that's much of a surprise to anybody at this point. Uh, now Colorado has three former Knowles on their on their roster, and that just makes sense. Scholarship availability, playing time availability. It, it, it's just uh, you know these guys at Leffler State, and it's no offense to them. Gant, McClendon, and, and Cooper, they weren't going to be going to Alabama. They weren't going to be going uh, to Clemson. They weren't going to be going to Ohio State. Um, and, and that's like I said, it's not it's it, it's no diss to them, but once again, those schools are, are once again they're not pulling in random guys from the portal, right? They're, they're, they have their starter set. Most big time top 10 programs have their starter set. And the only way that they're going to pull a guy from the portal, um, if they can, if they haven't hit scholarship limit, is if they're somehow someone jumps in for some unknown reason, like if it's an NIL issue or it, it just some major shakeup, right? Um, so at this point, those those guys found a home in Colorado. I, I you know, Coop, had a great statement on Twitter. Uh, he left like a class act and, and had a great statement on Twitter. If you didn't see it when he, uh, you know, uh, left Twitter uh, or left Florida State, he he put a great statement up here. Once again, thanking his teammates, Florida State, Coach Norvell, Adam Fuller. Um, you can read it all on Twitter. Once again, uh, nothing but I, I wish him nothing but the best. That's that not that's not to say I'm going to be watching Colorado games because of him, like some people say. Like, but I, you know, no, uh, he he did this the right way, right? He acted as a professional. He's a he's a young man that's growing up. He's doing this the right way, so I give him kudos for that. Uh, and of course, he uh, had his commitment post up here uh, with the the Colorado graphics and stuff like that. Which I gotta say, the graphics here are pretty cool. I do like the the graphics team over at Colorado. They're doing some cool things over there. So, uh, you know, good luck to him. Now. Uh, the thing with that is uh, you have some opposite of guys uh, on Florida State, the guys who have left, not maybe reacting the right way, not not saying the right things when they leave. And that's one of his uh, going to be one of his future teammates, uh, just like it was at Florida State uh, and Brandon Gant and the things that he has said uh, over the past couple of days. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to say, do you think that these all three brought Gant, uh, uh, Derek McClendon, and uh, Omari and Cooper, will they all three be starters on the Colorado roster this year? Do you think that they'll play out their eligibility with Colorado? Or do you think they won't cut it after a year or two? Do you think they'll, that they'll look to leave? Who do you think is going to be the most successful of those three guys in Prime's program? Do you think they'll make it? Do you think one will stand out? Do you think they'll all be stars on that roster? They may not be a 6-1 team, but do you think they'll all uh, stand out with more playing time? I want to know your thoughts there. Now, going back to that, and, and like I said, I just showed you a great way 
uh, of just leaving a program, right? Professional way. No matter if you're in the corporate world, you're in the football world. It's great to put out a note like that, say, I'm thankful, da-da-da. Now we have the opposite of that, right? Um, Brandon Gantt uh, did not put out a statement uh, in terms of leaving Florida State, what he was going to do. He just kind of entered his name. And uh, guys just had to find out. I, I, you know, Sources, Knowles Game Day, all these places just realized that his name was in the portal, right? There was no kind of note, uh, Apple note posted, anything like that. He just kind of entered his name, and that's how it happened, and, and people found out about it. Now, with that, you realize that uh, a couple days later, uh, Brandon Gant had a couple of things to say about FSU fans in, in the way that they uh, apparently support him or, or support players uh, when they uh, are, are playing the game of football or, or as, a, as a fan base, which I thought was kind of interesting. So I'm going to pull that up here real quick in case you haven't seen it. Once again, I, I don't think you judge a kid off of this, but it was just interesting that you see how one guy uh, treats one guy leaves and how another guy leaves, right? Uh, someone posted up, you know, a, a Florida State fan, you're going to have to consider pulling for them so we can see how our second and third stringers do in that conference. You know, kind of a, not an untrue statement. Once again, the guys leaving Florida State are, are fortified starters on the roster, but, you know, kind of a tongue-in-cheek statement um, to uh, uh, Sonnen, one of the FSU media guys, and of course, Brandon again is reading this stuff. I don't know why he's still reading this stuff. He's not on the roster anymore. He's not with the Seminoles. He's been committed. Uh, and he goes, typical FSU fans, laugh out loud, shake my head. You know, I, I don't know. Once again, uh, is there bad blood there now? Is he going to pull like Jarvis Brownlee and just start subtweeting guys and subtweeting fans? And like, you know, you saw what happened with Brownlee, right? Brownlee was trash talking no NIL deals and on Instagram and just kind of all the negative stuff he was doing when he left and went to uh, Louisville. And then you saw what happened when Florida State torched him for a time. Johnny Wilson torches him in, in that comeback and, and just, he just kind of gets dunked on all game. Right. And I, you know, I, he may be still talking trash, but I, you know, you saw how that rolled out. Right. And you would think people would learn from that. Like you, you can leave places, right. And you may not leave it in the, best circumstances, right? You may not have gone along with Coach Norvell. You may not have gone along great with uh with Fuller, right? Gant was a special teams guy, right? He he, you know, and he and he got honors for that, right? They named him, I think, the the special teams player of the year, right? And all scouts and you know stuff like that. So it wasn't like he wasn't being recognized. I mean he wasn't getting maybe the sparting time that he thought he deserved, but he was still being recognized for what he did on the team. But then you have like typical FSU fans generalizing like that. Like I said, some Florida State fans can be idiots. A lot of them can be idiots at times, right? Uh, including myself. I can think some things. I can say some things. But like for you to be posting stuff like this right after you leave, it, it just, you know, it's going to rub people the wrong way. And of course, he doesn't allow comments on this. So uh, our, our only people um, who at them can re- mention or can reply. So you couldn't even comment on this, right? So he just put it out there. And a little bit was for attention, I think, to start some beef with Florida State and Colorado, you know, stuff like that. So I thought, once again, I don't think it's that serious. It's not that something like where people should go and harass Brandon Gant. I think it's funny. I think it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting because it's like what Jarvis Bradley did last year. And then Florida State kind of made him be quiet when Johnny Wilson went up top on him a couple of times. Right. So um, I, I thought there was, you see the Amarion Cooper, the way he went out, posted the note, thanks to teammates, thanks to the staff, stuff like that. Norvell t- tweets that 
says how what a great young man he is, da, da, da. and he said the opposite. Someone else doesn't do that. They don't post anything about it. Then they subtweet a, a fan who said something kind of dumb, and, and then he, he tweets about it and generalizes the fan base. So, Brennan, wish you well. I hope uh, this doesn't snowball into something else. Hope you can focus on Colorado football going forward. Um, some other things to talk about Gantz. Uh, talk about Gantz and uh, you know his what he was saying about Florida State. PK Sam also had uh, you know former. I'm not going to say great because I, I think we only remember PK for that catch against Florida, which will put you in the Hall of Fame for Florida State in terms of fans' memories when you make a big catch. Uh, from Chris Ricks to, to win that game. Uh, how many years? Ago? The old man would know the, exactly the date of that game. I remember watching that as a kid up in up in my room on Thanksgiving about that that throw from Chris Ricks, which was amazing. Um, but PK Sam almost the same the same week had something to say about uh, the program as well, which I thought was interesting. He said, "Can't be mad at FSU football guys leaving." When you live by the portal and love on kids that use use the program to go pro, you end up dying from the portal. So I think he's probably taking a shot at guys like Jermaine Johnson, uh, maybe Jamie Robinson, stuff like that. Dion's going to take them all. Going to be a long season. Once again, I, I I don't get why guys like this. They, I mean, I don't I don't think PK's been around the program for a while, or at least since Norvell took over, and I can kind of see why. This guy's like negative. He said other things like he allegedly called uh, Bobby Bowden a racist and, and really hated Bobby Bowden and tried to call him that while he was trying to promote a book, um, which you can read all about here. Uh, you know, uh, this site, uh, thedailynull.com, did a whole article. Um, uh, here it is. Did a whole article on on how P.K. Sam called Bobby Bowden a, uh, yeah, said uh, he used kids like, you know, as you can see, you're like, yeah, that Bobby Allen was basically a, a horrible person. Uh, now, you know, so you can read about it more. This was in 2017, right, when PK was trying to launch a book, um, and, and they deleted all the tweets. So, once again, uh, PK has been known to uh, say things out of pocket a little bit. But then he says this without knowing Mike Norvell. And does he not know the changing landscape of college football, of using the portal? Mike Norvell... And the funny thing is, is Mike Norvell inherited a garbage culture, right? A bad roster, a garbage culture, and he slowly brought in transfers. He hasn't done what Dion did. Dion's cut 75% of the roster. Why is PK, why is PK Sam not seeing basically that he's calling out, like not seeing what he just said, right? Florida State has brought in transfers slowly and integrated them into the, the, the program. And it just so happens that the transfers are outperforming a lot of the guys that are high school recruits. Whose fault is that? That's the old staff. Old staff's issued that they brought in guys who couldn't compete with the transfers that Mike Norvell and staff have found and pulled out. Some of them under the radar guys like Johnny Wilson. Uh, and you could say guys like Trey Benson and even guys like Jermaine Johnson who are, who weren't being getting playing time and he brought them in, developed them. And there you go. Versus the high school guys that Willie Taggart and crew brought in. But then he's going to say, compare him to Dion. Dion's going to take them all. Dion just over threw out 75% of his scholarship players that were on the staff. So how, how can you say Dion's in the right and Norvell's in the wrong and, and players are going to leave? I mean, it's not like Norvell did that his first year. Would you have been happier if he just overhauled and did the same thing and he cut 75% of his kids and just started over from scratch? He gave kids a chance to compete for their spots and then slowly has 
overhaul the positions that needed it most and, and, and let people compete. So once again, this is a guy just complaining to complain. I, I think he's probably bitter that he's not a part of, of the player comeback, the alumni comeback, and players being integrated back into programs and activities, stuff like that. And it's kind of sad because I think PK – you know, has some great moments with Florida State football. And then you see stuff like this, which is not fair to Mike Norvell, what he's doing and bringing the program back to reality again and bringing it back to prominence uh, after going from three wins to 10 wins and, and the downfall that Jimbo Fisher led it into and what we saw with Willie Taggart. So I, it's sad to see this. I, I hope PK can figure it out, turn it around and, and see see the good that that Mordell and staff have done with this and, and and learn that this is how college football is run with NIL, right? NIL on the portal, this is how you have to, you have to utilize the portal to build a program, right? And, and does he not realize that Florida State has like the number five high school recruiting class in 2024 right now? That's the dumbest part of this too. His, recru- his high school recruiting, Norvell's upcoming high school recruiting class is like number five in the nation. So does he not, that's, it's an uninformed opinion, but that's what we see on Twitter, right? You can see it from me sometimes. You can see it from the lost field. But this is a very uninformed opinion. He just so decided to tag FSU football in it, which is, is so hilarious to me. So um, there, PK, you got a little bit of screen time there. But I, I hope uh, I hope you can come back around and, and someday well, Florida State will have you back and you can realize that Mike Norvell is doing, it, doing a lot of good things. Um, the last thing is uh, Josh Morell. We kind of talked about him a couple months ago. Last season, you know, he appeared in nine games, just not statistically didn't appear in the stat sheet, right? He, he, he was shown in nine games, dealt with an injury. Um, his first year with the or, or his, and then his freshman year, he really didn't get to do much. Um, uh, you know, he appeared in two games as a true freshman. And then last year, like I said, uh, he got banged up towards the end of the year, but statistically didn't make any, any uh, progress on the field. But he's and he switched between running back and wide receiver because he came in as an athlete, and then there were some injuries that banged up the running back room at times, and, and they had him switch back and forth. Um, but he switched back his number. It's leaning some to say maybe we're going to see him stick to one position. Maybe he'll stick to a receiver based on uh, a couple of guys, Micah Pittman leaving there and you losing some depth in that position. And is this his time to break out? Right? I would love. Um, I would love to see if this is is if this is his time to compete within that receiver room. You know, he came in as a top recruit out of South Carolina, big body guy. What is he? 6'2", uh, 6'2", 205. Uh, at least that's what he's listed as. He's probably gotten a little bigger uh, size-wise since then. And he, the good, the best thing is, this is a really smart kid, right? Symbol scholar. Um, you know, he is service awards, stuff like that. So this is a guy you want on your roster, even if he statistically can't do stuff yet, because he just raises the culture of the locker room, right? This is a great kid by all his accolades off the field um, in terms of academics and service. I just hope that he gets the opportunity to showcase what his skill set was in high school and why you brought him in to compete. So I'm glad that he's still here for another year. Now, I do think this is sort of a make or break year for him to show what he has because this will be his his uh, junior year, maybe his redshirt sophomore year. I think he's got to start to show some progression on the field. Or you may see one of those conversations where it's like, hey, Josh, it may be time for you to move on to another program where you can maybe compete for some time or, or, or just a new environment, right? So I believe this is probably a make or break year for, for Josh. That doesn't mean to say that he has to have 600 yards and five touchdowns or anything like that. I just think this, I need to see some progression and see him on the field healthy and, and, and making some plays, right? 100 yards, 200 yards, 
one touchdown, something like that, some statistical progression on the field. But let me know what you guys think. Do you think this is Josh's year to to show up on the stat sheet? Do you think he needs to do that? Or do you think he gets one more year to develop, be healthy, learn the playbook, get some reps in uh, on the scout teams and stuff like that? And then next year is his year. But I, I love to hear your thoughts on that. But it's good that you have a guy like this for depth. And this is what we're talking about, guys that can provide depth and that have kind of a ceiling, a, a floor of talent. And that's something that we hope that, well, this is something that we need to bring into the DB room, right? We lost depth in the DB room, and we need to bring back in via the grad transfer portal. So hopefully we get this kid from UAB. We'll keep you updated as, as things progress on that end. But, yeah, that's the updates for now. Let us know in the comments what you think about the three transfers going to Colorado. What, who do you think is going to stand out the most in their first year there, Gantz, McClellan, or Cooper? What do you think of Gantz's uh, comments versus Cooper's? What do you think of PK's comments out of everybody's? Um, I, I, I just think they're wild. And then do you think this is Josh Burrell's make or break here? I'd love to hear your comments. So have a great day, everyone. We'll speak soon and take care. Stay safe.